0: you want to say anything funny before we do the three two one go <laughs> did you want to try out one of your stains <laughs> or we could always sorry. just start it in the middle of a conversation which is basically what it was last time
1: oh wow i don't have anything i'm sorry you don't have i shouldn't see i came up with i came up with introductions for like when you introduce me but i didn't come up with Mm. like introduction introductions i'll I'll come up with more next time Mm. so i can have them ready i don't have them ready what
0: a shame well good thing we're starting in three two one what's up y'all welcome to the third episode of the last black avatar podcast i am one of your hosts avery walter and i am joined with Yet again, my co-host, my wife, my buddy, buddy old pal, wow, Corbin
1: Cummings. How are you doing, Corbin? <laughs> I'm good. I'm fantastic. See, I, I'm i not even going to do the introduction that I had wrote down because... No, do everyone, it. I'm, <laughs> do everyone. Hello, uh, everyone. Wow. No, that's... That's not the one that I came up with. Um, it's okay. We we too far in. We too deep the in. The people want just... to hear
0: your material. What's one of the ones that you had on your list of introductions?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we back at it again. Put them back at it again. <laughs> Last Black Avatar coming, coming to you live. <laughs> I'm... For the
0: listeners at home who are probably very confused, Corbin sent me a list, I guess, of voice memos of her testing out different introductions that we could try on the podcast, and it was great. I love it. Maybe that'll be just a a bonus episode snippet of all of our outtakes, because I did uh, screen record those voice memos because they were too good (laughs) to lose. So yes this is the last black avatar podcast and we have a couple of updates and you probably heard them in the second episode but we are recording this uh, a couple of days after we recorded the first and second episode so major keys we now have an email so if you want to email us your q a your praise Maybe not your hatred, maybe not that, but maybe stuff that you want to
1: see on the podcast. See, now in you the gave future. them the idea. Now you gave them the idea. So it's gonna I believe be a whole bunch of audience. emails. I believe a whole bunch of hate mail.
0: I like to think of our audience as our
1: friends. So it's gonna be in the subject line, it's gonna be boo, get better material. <laughs> and be like, see there, you told them to do it and they did. You're right.
0: But Regardless, we we now have an email, and Corbin told me I had to spell it out just like other podcasts, so you can email us at lastblackavatar at gmail.com. That is L-A-S-T-B-L-A-C-K-A-V-A-T-A-R at gmail.com. You can Got also follow the us out here. on Twitter, on Instagram, at lastblackavatar. We're going to have a link tree soon with all of our links to things because... We are now streaming, and this is a big deal to us as we're recording this, but I guess it's not a big deal to you as listeners because you already heard episode two, so you probably already know this because this is how you've been streaming it, Um, but we are now on Apple Podcasts, we are on Spotify, and we are on Stitcher along with Podbean, which is our hosting site, so whatever your flavor of consuming podcasts is, we got you, we got you because we care about you. Let's get into it. So, Corbin, today was the release of our first episode. It has now been 23 hours since we
1: released it. How are you feeling? I am super excited for folks to listen to it, um, just in accessible ways. I was actually going to bring, like, I was going to go to the store and, and get, like, a bottle or something and, like, have it where we could just, like, do a toast, but... We can save that to, like, the last episode. We can finish it out uh, of the the finale, of the season finale. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's a really big deal. I'm happy that you're excited. I'm excited. A lot of folks who love the show are, are, are excited. So, you know, I'm super excited all around that folks get to listen to it and we can give some people some joy during these difficult times.
0: Yeah. I've been really happy with the response so far. We've definitely gotten more streams than I anticipated so far. Um, But the funniest thing is that... And y'all will meet uh, Ruchi later on down the road because she's one of our guests that's coming up, I think, in Season 3 or Season 2. But one of my best friends, Ruchi, she... (laughs) (laughs) she was making fun of me Corbin I didn't tell you this she was making fun of me because it was so frustrating for her to listen to the demo of the first episode because she was mad that I didn't like a lot of the characters that she likes especially Katara um it it really made me reflect that I'm really glad that I get to look at these characters without kind of a rose-colored like that rose-colored lens because I don't know how they end up like I know that they all have really good arcs and stuff but I think a lot of people, when they talk to me about Avatar characters, they're seeing where they end up and not where they were at this exact point. Um, And I was like, well, at this exact point, this is how they're looking. I don't know if you agree, but that's how I'm feeling looking at these, especially with these next few episodes. I have, (laughs) I feel like I have some thoughts and I promise I'm not trying to yeah, I'm saying shit on the show, but you know, a couple characters got on my goddamn nerves. And as I'm looking at my notes, I see the words goddamn nerves quite a few times. Yeah. Corbin, you're making faces at me. Why is that?
1: <laughs> Listen, I just want to go ahead and dive on in because we got to because I feel like with the last couple episodes, it was really easy to kind of like pick stuff apart and fly through stuff because I've seen it so many times. But with these and taking notes, like I actually had to watch them through and pause them a couple of times because they were much more complex than the stuff in the in the season, like the earlier half. So, yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of stuff we got to dig into, and I'm ready for it.
0: All right, well if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's oh get my gosh. into it. <laughs> All right, let's do it. So first up, we have episode 11, The Great Divide. And so my first notes, when you look at the synopses of these on like Wikipedia or anywhere else, it says they're now styling themselves as Team Avatar.
1: Do they say that in the episode? Did I miss that? Sokka comes up with the names, I think. I don't like that. He's like, yeah, we're going to call ourselves like Team Avatar. I like the gang better. G A A. NG, but... Oh, my God. <laughs> it's, it's good. Like, Is that what fans gold. say? Or did you come up with that? Is that a Corbin original? Seen, I've seen other folks say it, and I like that, and I put that in my notes. So I say the gang is dot, dot, dot. If you would love to say it, too, then you can definitely use it if you want to. But, yes, I hate Team Avatar as well because it's not just Aang. He got other people, so... I don't know. I feel like the gang also just talks about Aang, but yes.
0: Yeah, I don't like Team Avatar. As soon as I read that, I was like, I don't remember that. Maybe I blocked it out of my mind because I didn't like it. But Mm -hmm. we start out and off rip Katara and Sokka are going at it. And yet again, I feel like Sokka's instincts seemed kind of right to me. I feel like I just tend to lean towards what he says that they should be doing because they tend to seem to make sense to me (laughs) but then they take it too far so basically Katara is like hey why didn't you put the tarp over the tent and he was like well does it look like it's gonna rain it doesn't she was like but what if it does he was like but it's a great blanket and it doesn't look like it's gonna rain which I agreed but then they started to get into it and it didn't rain exactly but they started to get into it and then i wrote damn he ain't have to tear down that tent though and they just start going back at it again and they're just yelling at each other and they turn their backs on each other and ang pulls up and he's like what's what's going on (laughs) is everyone good what's what's happening here and this is when ang says what kind of comes back later in the episode is Harsh words won't solve problems. Actions will. Cute. I thought that was cute. I don't know. What do you think about that? Since it's such a integral part of the episode.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're supposed to be, Ang is supposed to be this mediator, this great mediator and solve all and, and give peace and whatnot. So I, you know, I'm going to go back and say that I feel like that whole spat that they had was definitely Katara's fault because... I just feel like she escalated it and it didn't need to go where it went. (laughs) And I wrote in my notes, this is her fault. Um, (laughs) 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 Then you see Momo and Appa fighting. And um, Aang also solves that by splitting um, the melon, fruit, whatever it was, into like three-fourths for Appa and a fourth for Momo. So, yeah. I feel like it's going to come back a lot with um, just how they solve problems throughout the show. But in real life, I was like, OK, well, how would this how would this work with with things that are happening now in in the real world? Because I try to relate stuff that happened to, in the show to what's happening now. And I was like, OK, well, I know that like we were talking and you said something about folks sending out statements instead of like actually doing action. And Mm -hmm. I thought of that, you know, what what Aang said. And I was like, oh, well, maybe those two relate. So do you think those two relate? I know it's a lot. (laughs) I mean,
0: I don't know if it's really the same. I think uh, I think, well, I guess it does. I because he's basically talking about similar to that i guess in the broadest sense he's talking about this going back and forth really isn't going to help anything but like moving toward like steps towards mediation see, i see what
1: you're talking about yeah like yeah. you know what i'm
0: saying like i feel like what i was talking about with the letters was more so just like this seems just more like a public statement uh, just to save your ass and make sure that you're in on the action and so that everyone knows that you put out a statement but didn't actually do anything behind it. Um, mm-hmm. But I think if I'm interpreting what he was talking about correctly, because now that you bring it this up, I don't know if I actually even fully understand what the actions will part is, but it seems like it's actions towards healing and mending
1: relationships, but... I'm not sure. I might be giving him a lot of credit on that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, this episode is called The Great Divide for a reason. It's not just talking about the canyon, but I feel like with things today, folks are expected to just like turn the other cheek and like let people say whatever they want and be racist and transphobic and homophobic. And you're just supposed to like, oh, we're just going to be cool and and mend things. Absolutely not um if you are violent and stuff like we're not going to to have this relationship you're not going to have access and I think that now that I think about it it is different from what Aang was trying to get at and I think what the show and the writers are trying to to get at in this with the quote-unquote great divide
0: and so let's talk a little about a little bit about what that great divide is so the great divide quite literally is the largest canyon in the world she's thick and oh. you need a <laughs> you need a canyon guide to get through it. And so they're like, well, we could just fly over it because we got a flying ass bison, so we're good. But they pull up and they're about to dip and they see
1: <laughs> the, this rude ass nigga <laughs> from the Ganjin tribe
0: bold ass nigga so they see this lone member of the Ganjin tribe who I wrote oh boy be talking a lot of shit to me by himself okay um he comes up and he's like y'all better not be hopping in front of line because my crew is on the way like we gotta go we're not waiting another day we're packing up the campsite we trying to go and then as this is happening, the Zhang, 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 Zhang. Mm-hmm. the Zhang tribe pulls up, <laughs> who's a little bit more laid back because, you know, the Ganjin are super uptight, kind of uppity
1: folks, kind of bougie. they the I bougie gonna, tribe. I want would, I would <laughs> you to know what I wrote into my, into my notes. Oh, please do. <laughs> um, so as soon as I see these folks pull up. You know, the Zhang tribe, they're all wearing like these dirt, these dark burgundy colors. And like, I was like, hmm, they're kind of like perceived as being a- <laughs> 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 aggressive. <laughs> and then you have the Ganjin tribe. And they've got like this, you know, white clothing and they're super clean and everybody's got like this straight hair. And I was like, hmm.
0: Inter croissant.
1: What are the writers trying to tell us? But I really think yeah. that this whole thing was about classism and elitism. And I definitely English. wrote
0: down, I don't think that that color note is unnoticed. Cause I definitely wrote down that all of the villains and the dark creatures are literally colored dark. Like they're colored like either black or dark burgundy or what have you, or black and white for a lot of the first few episodes. And I was like, mm, y'all are really playing very heavily on the good versus evil, and the evil is dark and scary, and because those mm-hmm. creatures are
1: terrifying. But oh, listen, you you hadn't even seen the most terrifying things. I yet. don't
0: think I want to see the most. Terrifying. Listen, <laughs> I feel like these next few episodes are some of the most terrifying things I've ever seen in my life. Like
1: they are going to be. <laughs> yes, I had to hide my eyes for especially the end of season one. I
0: hate that for just, myself.
1: Anyways. <laughs> just wanted to let you know.
0: <laughs> so anyways, the Zhang tribe seems like kind of mad aggressive, real scrappy. You feel me? They re- they look like they're ready to knuck and buck anytime, anywhere, ready any to place fight. for anything. Mm-hmm. And apparently they've been fighting for a hundred years. They really love for everything to be a hundred years. Um, but... They both need to make it through the canyon. And the whole time they were doing this, this scene was very long, by the way, but the whole time they were doing this, I was writing, why don't they just go together? Why don't they just go together?
1: This seems so stupid. And they were like, no, we can't.
0: We know I and would they never started the
1: name calling. And I was like, Lord have mercy. All this name calling, like they call them thieves and low lives. And exactly. Said, oh, it was so mean.
0: It was a lot. It's a lot of bad blood between the two of them. Um, But I just have a note here that says Katara, we know he's the avatar because Katara was like, hey, y'all, he's the avatar. So, like, you have to let him, like, mediate this conflict. Like, he's going to save us all because he's the avatar. Did you know that I'm rolling with the avatar? If you didn't (sighs) know, now you know. Because every single episode, she does this same speech. But whatever. I digress. She trusts
1: him so much. She... Somewhere in my don't. notes I have yeah. that
0: she's a simp for Aang And I don't even fully know what simp means
1: Squirrels so, in my, my pants, like, that's what it means peace like, squirrels in my pants
0: I feel like <laughs> Katara is the original simp And again, I don't know what that means But it feels right in my spirit But I understand, girl I guess. Do you? No, I don't. (laughs) But anyways, so the guide pops up. He's this chill-ass old dude. I liked him. He was fun. But I wrote, he's basically the TSA. He said, eat that shit or throw it out. Um, Because basically, you can't bring any food into the canyon. um, Mm -hmm. Because at this point, Aang has convinced them like, yo, like, calm down. You're all going. I don't want to hear it. We gots to go. And so everyone's going down and the guide is like, well, make sure to get rid of all your food because there's some, like, dark stuff down there that'll be attracted to us if you have this food on you. The canyon crawlers. The canyon crawlers, which just makes my skin crawl i don't like that <laughs> but <laughs> but he brings him down there and he's this like powerful earthbender and that's the reason why he's the only one that can get you through and he's moving rocks he's covering up tracks all this stuff they literally only make it down i think the wall like they get down into the canyon before shit pops off
1: mm-hmm and well, you got to also note that oh. um, Appa is not with them during this time. Oh, yeah, hmm, because he's Cause taking the have. sick and
0: elderly, which seems yes. like a choice to put sick people with elderly people with probably like yes, compromised immune systems. <laughs>
1: like, Everyone's going to be
0: okay. <laughs> I was like, are those elderly people gonna make it? Like, they if they catch that sickness,
1: it's, it's going over to for be them okay. too, they'll be fine. They'll be okay. You just sent some old people sit to up death. There and play oppression Olympics, but I mean, listen, they, they both really had to were.
0: Get a- they were like, <laughs> the line that set me was well, maybe if y'all weren't so, what was it, like clean, <laughs> then y'all wouldn't grow to be so old. <laughs> it was like, girl, what?
1: <laughs> That's true. <laughs> See? Ugh. <laughs> uh. I feel like we got, like, the late-night
0: giggles as we're recording. (laughs) But I did find that... I found that extremely funny. But, yeah, they don't have Appa. And I guess he doesn't have the little bison whistle anymore. Didn't he have a bison whistle? To call Appa when he needed him? So, Mm -hmm. why didn't he... All right, whatever. I guess I'll mind my business. But... (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, so... They go down there. And Aang shows... There's a part, I don't remember what this part is for, but I'm just going to say this. Uh, At some point, Aang also shows some of his airbending, and I was reminded of the meme that, not meme, but the post that people keep sending me. Because now that we're doing this podcast, people will not stop sending me memes and content about Avatar, even though. Just a
1: crumb, just a a crumb of clout. No,
0: because it tends to be stuff that I don't know. Like, I don't know the characters that they're sending me. I don't know the episodes. I don't know. I don't know why people keep sending me this stuff. But one of them was really dope. And it was talking about how the fact that they are actually having to animate the air, quote unquote, so that you can see it. But the regular people that are there probably wouldn't be able to see it. Like when he's doing air hockey or whatever, air hockey, air scooter. Is that what it's called? Air scooter. It's air scooter. Air bike. Air bud. It's air Whenever scooter. Whenever he's doing that.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Air buddy. But when he's doing that, apparently the people who are there can't actually mm. see it. But we can. But I was like, that's so cool. Because then it just looks like he's floating. Like he's just, whatever. Anyways, that was a side note. But. Yeah, I
1: didn't even Corbin, think about Corbin, I not like that. this look that you're giving me. <laughs> because you know you was wrong for that that air buddy thing you deserve to be in time out
0: i did like the air buddies movies i will confess i did watch okay
1: a lot oh, of right them. they were really, good. Oh, <laughs> they were right. really cute anyways <laughs> yes so the canyon crawlers come out Mm -hmm. and um, toss this old man. (laughs) And I'm sorry, I wasn't supposed to laugh, but I did because it was funny. He gets tossed and breaks both of his arms. Like a salad. Yes, he gets his salad tossed. like a salad. um, And breaks both of his arms. And he's like, well, I can't bend without my arms, so we're just going to have to be trapped in here, and I can't be trapped because I'll die. (laughs) (laughs) No, I can't die. This is what he says in the show. I'm I'm going to have to edit out some of
0: this laughing that I'm doing. (laughs) I'm sorry, y'all. I'm really cackling. I'll
1: edit this out. (laughs) And then both of the tribe blames each other for bringing food. And then (laughs) Aang has to make them separate because they're both babies. Everyone deserves to be in timeout as well as you. You, Avery, deserve to be in timeout (laughs) with them. Why? I don't. You know what you did. I don't think I do. You know what you said. All right. <laughs> and then Katara right. and Sokka have to, like, go with the separate tribes. So, and figure out why they hate each other so much.
0: Yeah, Aang is like, since y'all are fighting too, since y'all are beefing, everyone with beef can separate. So y'all can go with mm-hmm. them and figure out what the beef is, what's, what's in the beef. And so yes. Let's they go over and Katara first, who, this is when... Katara be getting mad about shit for no reason. She not even related Start to cancer. these people. She as soon as they told her the story, she cut her eyes real quick at the at the Zhang tribe. And I was like, "What? Who are you looking at like that?" Katara, you don't even know these people. But what you literally only at? heard one side of the story. Like you are physically on one side <laughs> of the story. But basically, they tell Katara about the story of Jin Wei versus Wei Jin which is so obvious that they're supposed to be like a direct parallel slash like a inverse of each other. But basically each side has a story of how the other one wronged each other. And so on one side of the story, someone steals the orb that's super important for their tradition for the Ganjins. Um, And then on the other side of the story, they imprisoned Wei Jin for trying to help
1: for Abolish twenty all years. Prisons, by the way,
0: right? Abolish prisons and donate to uh, Black abolitionist <laughs> organizers on the ground. Also, they say that he, <laughs> and this is all stories that are passed down, and they've believed this ever since for the past hundred years. And I guess we're just supposed to assume that that's correct. Um, Especially the way the episode ends. That really could be correct. But the point is that there's two totally different sides of the story. And that is why that they have conflict. But I also have a note because Aang is sitting like literally separate from everybody with Momo. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was about to say the <laughs> wrong name. I was like, that doesn't sound right. So he's with Momo and he's thinking about how isolating it is to be. Literally isolating himself from everyone else to be the mediator, and and to be and neutral and impartial, and they were looking cold. And I was wondering, does Ang not know how to make a fire? Like, why did he have to be up there with Momo,
1: freezing? I I don't to watch them, to watch them, to make sure that they, but they he, didn't kill each other. But he couldn't have made a fire to make sure that that trouble couldn't come. He he doesn't know how to fire bin yet. But he couldn't ask somebody to He's help He's 12.
0: He doesn't know how to get some sticks and rub them. I guess not.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> then how did anyone else make a fire? None of them are firebenders. I just feel like Aang should know how just... to make a fire. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, so Katara gets mad when she hears that side of the story and starts looking at them sideways. And in the morning when they kind of come together, and she Sanca. was talking... Cash shit Well Sokka was chilling Cause Sokka was like Hmm that's fucked up It was eaten Cause they were feeding him <laughs> Like he really Wasn't that pressed He didn't even ask them about it They just started Telling him the story But when they come And meet each other At the In the morning uh, Katara was like, Well, if the Ganjin hadn't stolen this magical orb thingy or See, whatever. There she goes
1: starting stuff again.
0: Starting stuff, getting so behind every cause that she sees, like every single thing. Katara got to get behind it full force without asking any questions. She don't ask a single like follow-up question to anything. And it frustrates me, but whatever I'm moving on (laughs) because I'm angry. But when she says that Sokka's like, hold on, that's not what I had heard. And so then they start beefing again. And so yeah, then they start beefing. I literally just have in all caps, they said it's on site. And does it have to be to the death? Because <laughs> I put death in all caps. Because Aang again tries to mediate the conflict and tries to tell them harsh words won't solve problems. Actions will. And they were like, bet. So we finna pull up. We finna mm-hmm. fight. It's on site. And we go in until somebody dies. They said we and finna pop the trunk. We finna <laughs> pop the trunk <laughs> on their bitch ass. Literally. And the only thing that really stops it, because Aang does try and separate them, but yes. at the same time, all their food pops out when Aang separates them. Uh, all the
1: them. And <laughs> custard and all the ham flies everywhere. Said, all this <laughs> ham that y'all got is everywhere in the canyon. That was so funny to me. I said, look at this, ham everywhere. Because they were <laughs> munching the night
0: before, because they both assumed that the Ganjin assumed that the Zhang tribe was going to sneak it in because they think they're on some fuck shit. And the Zhang tribe was like, well, we know that the Ganjin think that we are, so we might as well shoot. And so Aang was like, what is wrong with y'all? Like you had one job, like there was literally only one rule for you to partake on this journey. And that was to get rid of the food And y'all couldn't even do that because y'all beefing so much. And so them damn roaches came back. Them damn furry
1: roaches. (laughs) They were wolf spiders.
0: They were fucking shit up.
1: (laughs) Not roaches.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They are roaches. They some furry roaches. These werewolf looking roaches came up. And Aang figures out that you can lure them with food and trap them with bags. And I don't know where they found all these bags from, but I guess they really was packing a lot of food. And the ham had to go somewhere. Exactly. And so they're able to ride them out like some ponies (laughs) and ride out of the canyon. And when they get to the top, Aang notices that they're still fighting. They're still beefing. And apparently Aang just knows every damn body but then i figured out he was lying at the end (laughs) but i literally was like does he just know everybody like why didn't he ask in the beginning (laughs) but basically he makes up some story about how no actually the story was that they were kids they were brothers um and twins twins, yes 20 twin twins get plugged
1: like some chicken. (laughs) See, I can't sing high fashion, but you can say that. Y'all, I was singing high fashion earlier, and everybody was like, What does this have to do with anything? Why are you why are you singing high fashion? Okay, noted. Good. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> Aang says that yeah, they were 20 twin twins, <laughs> and they were playing a game. And one of them fouled the ball or something. The Ganjin one fumbled the ball. That's right. That's the correct word. I played sports. My bad. Um, But he fumbled the ball. The other one picked it up. And then that boy fouled. And then the ref put him in uh, basically timeout for two minutes, not 20 years of incarceration, which I think would be a large exaggeration if that was the case, if this was the real story. But he tells them that that's what happened and that it's not really a ritual of redemption. It's just a game mm-hmm. called redemption that they used to play and that kids still play. And they were like, oh, cool, whatever. I guess we can kind of start not being awful to each other or whatever. And yeah, and then everyone moves
1: on. Well, you know, Anything this is where they were going to um, Ba Sing Se. And this was like the mm-hmm. second introduction of this great city that they're going to live their best lives in. So that's where both of the the two tribes were headed to and the guy, because he was like, I'm not being a guide anymore. I'm tired of having (laughs) arms broken, getting tossed and dealing with you terrible people. So hopefully they continue to, to stay cool because 100 years of beef is a lot. And then you have to just forget about it and just shake hands and not forget that you chopped my beard off and you tore one of my... My pigtails off pig when fine. <laughs> yeah. One of my puffs. Oh, my God. She might as well get a fade. Yeah, she just point, cut the whole thing. You know? Exactly.
0: Might as well just, just give a... up. Cut it all off. But that is the end of episode 11. And next we have episode 12, The Storm. Ooh. And so in the beginning of this, Aang keeps keep having these... Creepy ass nightmares about shit that's going to happen. How did you feel about these nightmares? I didn't have much context for them without spoilers, but
1: how did you feel about these dark ass nightmares? I mean, I could tell when I first started watching it, well rewatching it, I could tell like it was foreshadowing um, to something. And I thought maybe it was like him singing to the future But then when this episode happened, I could tell it was something that was that happened in the past. So um, that was good context for me as a as an audience to understand, like, why he was having these dreams and why they were so frequent.
0: Yeah. And I (laughs) did want to point out since we always love to point out our favorite jokes, that should be the segment. We've been debating if there should be segments and I feel like one should just be jokes, 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 jokes. Who's Who's next? next? (laughs) (laughs) That was not planned, (laughs) but for jokes, jokes, jokes. Who's next (laughs) for this episode? (laughs) I'm canceled. Please kick me off the podcast. See, you've been in
1: timeout. I'm in the two-minute timeout. I don't know why you decided to come back.
0: (laughs) You're right, but. When Sokka says, you guys don't want to hear about my dream, (laughs) that took me out. I don't know why it took me out, but that was one of those, like, laugh out loud moments for me. And so, basically, everyone's talking about this storm that's approaching from the north. And as soon as they said this, I thought, Santa must be pissed and is sending some shit down. And (laughs) is mad that everyone's trying to break into the North Pole. But... Basically, the storm is coming down and everyone's saying, we can't go in the waters. We can't do X, Y, Z. Like, it's about to tear stuff up. That old woman knew because her joints were hurting, which I love that. (laughs) I love any show that has, like, some woman with, like, a superstitious feeling about weather. I don't know why. That's my favorite random thing for shows to do. And basically, the rest of the episode kind of splits into two stories. So... One is the story of Aang's backstory and one is the story of Zuko's backstory. Who do you want to start mm-hmm.
1: with? Ooh, I mean, OK, so the way the show brings it up is like Aang has the nightmares and then you find out that they have mm-hmm. no food and money and then it immediately cuts to Zuko. So mm-hmm. maybe uh, going into Zuko's backstory first and then we can go to, um, you know, the build up of what happened with Aang and then get into Aang. Yes. And then go back to Zuko, because that leads into the next episode.
0: Okay. So going into Zuko, then going back to Aang, then going to Zuko. Mm
1: -hmm. Okay.
0: Cool. So on Zuko's end, he is talking a lot of cash shit on his ship. Um, Mm -hmm. And I was thinking, fuck that crew. They already snitched on him once. I don't know if this is the same crew members, but if they are, they already snitched on him once. So he really doesn't owe them much, But he was talking about how he doesn't really care about the storm and the safety of the crew because the Avatar comes first. And someone calls him a spoiled prince, which I think is such a weak ass insult. But it really sets him off because he takes that very personally. And they're about to fight. Uh, Iro like shuts it down, shuts that shit down and zuko's mean to him too like zuko is just on a war path in this episode of just being mad at people and being irritated and trying to get to the avatar and basically they all go down and they're talking shit about him under (laughs) like (laughs) i guess what is that called when you're below the deck what is it called I don't know. The undership, <laughs> the underbelly of the ship. <laughs> They're chilling down there. They're talking below shit. The deck. Iroh, below the deck, sure. Uh, and Iroh pulls up and he's like, let me join you. Let me go ahead and give y'all some context and some backstory as to why Zuko is so hellbent on getting this damn avatar. Mm-hmm. And. It goes into Zuko's backstory, which I wrote. We find out about their backstories this early. That's so exciting. Like I felt like this was very early on in the seasons, but it's also only three we, of them
1: so I mean, we I gotta, mean
0: yeah, and also you know. it's easier to say that in hindsight of thinking in the span of these three seasons, they did it this early, but also when they did that first season, they probably didn't know if they were coming back. And so it would make sense for them to do it around now. But I was excited because I didn't expect to learn about this so soon. And they talk about his upbringing and how he basically was left out of everything. Like he wasn't able to go into the war rooms. He wasn't able to give his opinion. He wasn't able to do X, Y, Z. And one day... He was like, I want to go into the war room.
1: I want to. This is when be Zuko him. had, you know, hair on his scalp. He had edges to go along with his ponytail. He he and I just want edges. folks to know that on Twitter, I ran a poll to see who has the best ponytail. Is it Zuko or Ariana Grande? And who Zuko won? wins. Zuko wins with fifty-four percent. But I feel like that's cap because, like. Come on! You about to talk about my husband? <laughs> you about to
0: talk shit about him? Wow! Wow! You about to somebody let that said, white woman cosplaying as a black woman
1: win over Zuko? Somebody said that Zuko Zuko's head looked like a pot. <laughs> <laughs> like a what? Like a pot. You know when you have the pot? <laughs> oh, that's so
0: mean. <laughs> <laughs> That's so mean. That's it's so funny look. and it's so true. I kind of stand. He looked ridiculous.
1: And I he like had no it. No real friends because no one told him that he looked crazy. He looked I ridiculous. It.
0: I think it was cool. Now in real life, if I saw his hair like that, I probably wouldn't like it. But <laughs> in the context little, of the show, I think it's dope. Like he had that little it really piece of hair. sets him apart from Avery. the other folks. He does. Like I think that sometimes with characters like. It's really interesting to see something different, and I don't think I've ever seen another now, show Avery, this boy with hair is like that.
1: Sixteen years old, he had a full head of look, hair two years ago, and he decided decided to shave all of it off and have that one little piece of hair sticking out his neck. Corbin is dying for listeners at home. She is falling. I'm, over <laughs> if you if you voted in that poll and you cho- and you chose zuko you should be ashamed you should have chose ariana because you you knew better that's all i have to say i'm d- disappointed in the results
0: i feel like yeah. i'm disappointed in you <laughs> <laughs> you still in timeout. out you can't even say nothing. <laughs> i'm grow. i'm out of timeout. out i'm gonna step out but anyways Because I saw that little ass timeout he put him in in the episode. That thing was like a foot tall. I could step over that. I think I'll make it out. But anyways, he goes into the war room. He's like, Iroh, please. And he lets him in. He's like, all right, but you just cannot say anything. Again, another example of someone having one job and failing. But they were talking about how they were going to basically sacrifice the 41st Division of the Fire Nation to further their strategy. And I wrote down the 41st Division because I kind of want a nice black backwards cap that says the 41st Division of the Fire Nation <laughs> because that's such a deep cut, and I love deep cuts.
1: And why, why is that a deep cut? What does that mean? Deep cuts are
0: just like, unless they bring it up again, do they bring it up again? Does that no. become like, okay. Deep cuts are basically just like a very, like, small reference or something that, like, Like, if someone was to come up to you and say, oh, like, the 41st Division of the Fire Nation, like, would you know what they're talking about? Unless you
1: had just watched? I would know, but it's like, I mean, because that, they're supposed to be the sacrifice of the Fire Nation. Like, I'm sure those people died. But that, yeah. That's what you'd want on a cap? I feel like you cap.
0: Yeah, but it seemed cool. I, cause he was so out there, cool. Whatever, shut up. I just love deep cuts. I love random ass parts of shows. The alternative would be like the opposite of a deep cut would be like a very popular reference to make like a Tanya Harding reference or something like that. Like that's not cool. a deep cut. Never mind, Tanya. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Google it. <laughs> Shout out to the listeners at home that are also laughing alongside me. <laughs> but And also shout out to listeners who are probably laughing at me because they don't know who I'm talking about either. Yes, but It is me. Uh, I'm the listener. Oh my God. Anyways, <laughs> also for context of people at home, me and Corbin don't have any overlap in like the pop culture things that we watch or that Some we of them, tend to consume. The cartoons we do. SpongeBob. We watch.
1: We watch other things, and we have seen Pokemon. We don't talk about
0: Pokemon though. That's not like I wouldn't say that's a huge overlap. But for the most part, we watch like extremely different shows and movies and things like that. And so, whenever I make references, stuff that
1: nobody be watching like regularly. I watch
0: stuff that have like cult followings, but they don't overlap with like each other. Or anything that my friends watch. Like, none of my friends really watch Harry Potter or read Harry Potter like that. A lot of my friends don't watch, like, Gilmore Girls or, like, a Teen Wolf or a Buffy. or Which, like, shows like Buffy had huge followings. But somehow I've managed to surround myself with friends that don't watch any of the shows that I watch. Which is why it was so easy to come up with a podcast idea for us. Because,
1: yeah. I'm well, I feel like to I assimilate into my that, friend group. <laughs> that some folks don't watch. Like I like um, the new sketch stuff that Netflix and HBO has done. So the Astronomy Club, the Black Lady sketch show, um, are two really good sketch comedy shows. But yeah, we 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 we're working on it though. I'm doing my best to. I will do my best. I promise to watch a thing, a thing. Mm. Mm-hmm. I I see. I already <laughs> told you that's what I was going to do.
0: yes, maybe the next podcast. But up next, we are back in the war room and Zuko is like, y'all can't just sacrifice these people that have done so much for the Fire Nation. Like, you can't just do that. And I physically laughed out loud at the face that they gave him after he cussed them out because it was just so deadpan and they were so just done with him. And that was just great. And so we flip back to Aang's story about his kind of past and what that looked like. And so we cut to him before he goes into hiding because the fisherman is like, hey, that avatar ain't shit because he's been hiding for a hundred years. Like we needed him and... He was gone. Like, he sucked. And Katara, capping for him as usual, was like, he would never do that. Like, respect it. <laughs> and was just going off and capping for him. And Aang is just like, uh... Because he knows he did. He knows he ran away. He didn't mean to go away for 100 years, but he did dip. And this is how we learn about that story when they're in the cave and it's raining and all of that stuff. But he talks about how... He found out that he was the avatar, and he didn't really want to find out that he was the avatar. Like he didn't take it as like, oh, I'm now Timothy Chalamet. I'm there gonna go embrace again. this.
1: I <laughs> thought we decided on Gavin or Kaiu, <laughs> but it's Timothy Timothy Chalamet. Wow, he did not it's receive name.
0: being told that he was Justin Bieber. Very well, and so. He was pissed about it, but his mentor at the time, was that Gyatso? Monkey I Gyatso. So, yeah. yeah. He was like, No, I'm gonna still try and protect Aang for a little bit and make sure that he still has like a childhood for the most part and can still get his ass whooped in Pie Show and all of those things. And eventually the other folks there were like, okay, no. We can't have this. He needs to get trained the fuck up. So we're going to send him away to another air temple. And that's just that on that. The Eastern Mm -hmm. one. And shout out to the East Coast. And that's what we're finna do. And Aang hears that and he's like, oh, absolutely the fuck not. So he takes Appa and they dip. And they basically were riding over this ocean or whatever and i guess there was a big ass mm-hmm. storm similar to this one so many parallels but there was a big ass storm and they're submerged in water and ang just kind of like flip like i guess i don't know if it was like a protective state
1: yeah I don't he know. went into his avatar was triggered and he just like you know has this iceberg that's over them and then He said, the next thing he knows, he wakes up and he's in Katara's arms. I think my favorite part about that whole thing is where um, they were, Aang and a bunch of the boys are like playing... Uh, with the trying to figure out like the air scooter things and then they figure it out and Aang is like oh can I play and they're like no you're the (laughs) Avatar. it won't be fair and then um Aang leaves because he's disappointed and the other boys are like oh does anyone want Jinju to be on (laughs) so I have a note
0: let's talk about Jinju this is another early 2000s joke this I did not like this all i this similar to the dress joke i did not like this at all and it was very reminiscent of the time before folks publicly shamed shows for making jokes about i'm assuming the joke is that uh jinju like has diverse abilities or is differently uh-huh. abled but because he like based on his hand placement and the noise that he makes was very much like a Noise that was going around at the time as like a joke on YouTube and stuff. Like it was very much a YouTube joke of the 2000s. Um, So I might be misreading how they were trying to get that joke across. they were just trying to say like he wasn't
1: clean or something. Like he just had this cloud of dirt around him. It made me
0: feel some type of way. But I could also just be interpreting it wrong. But I would love to know how folks felt when they watched this uh, in 2020. But yeah, I mean, I could just be tripping and I genuinely hope that that's not what the writer's room was going for. So maybe I'll look at some like YouTube videos or Reddit threads after this and see if anyone else thought that. But yeah, that scene just made me feel very weird. I don't know. So, but I did like that scene until that happened <laughs> and I was like, mm, I don't know how I feel about that. And as Aang is talking to Katara about this, um, he's basically like, getting mad all over again because he should have been there. And he was just like, I'm in a rage. This is the baddest I've ever been, which is a reference Corbin <laughs> won't get. But then he, like, blows, like, cinders or some shit. And Katara literally says, whoa, hot cinders.
1: <laughs> See, there's another shot for listeners and, at home. This is another shot of Fireball. Just go ahead and drink one.
0: Yep. It wasn't even a pun, but you uh, oh. <laughs> But you must. That's the game. What if it was every time we said, like, "hot" or fire," people would die? I would yes die. I think we wouldn't make it through the episode. But basically, Ang feels all this guilt about not helping and being gone for 100 years, and the fact that his air temple was destroyed after he dipped. And went into that Avatar state and popped up and saw his one true love or whatever. And basically, on the little ship dock that they're at, I don't know what to call that, but... Where they're at, Sokka was out helping this fisherman because they were all broke. Because again, they have no money. Like they have no money to be doing all of this. And so Sokka takes this job with the fisherman so he can get paid to go out and risk his life to go catch some fish in this huge freaking storm. And basically they're in danger and the old woman whose joints were hurting who told that nigga not to go. She comes up and she's like, They haven't come home yet. Please help. And so Aang goes to help and save them with Appa. And literally, just like the flashback, they end up submerged in water. And he then is able to kind of, I guess, water bend their way out. I'm yeah, assuming.
1: Water yeah. And he he's like able uses to, like, a water, like, forest field thing to. Get them out into safety.
0: Yeah. And so he's able to get them all out, save everybody. Everyone's excited. Whoop win for Aang.
1: Oh my god.
0: And <laughs> and then we kind of can cut back to Zuko, who at this same time, um, well, I guess not the same time because it's a flashback and he's not a hundred years old. But This hurt my heart for my boy, my guy. Uh, His little backstory. Yeah, his little backstory hurt my heart. Zuko's your boy? That's my boy. I'm rooting for him. But he basically, after he disrespected the general, he didn't really actually only disrespect the general. He also disrespected the Fire Lord, who just so happens to also be his daddy. So his daddy... Was like, we need uh, to do... What is it called when it's the fight to the death? They say Agni it a couple Kai. times. In Agni Kai. And Zuko was like, please no. Like, you are... What? I don't want to fight my dad who's the literal fire lord. If You could not pay me to fight someone called the fire lord. That just sounds like immediate death. But he was like, no, I'm not going to do that. And his dad is like, well... Because of your cowardice, I guess I'm just gonna have to. They don't even show it, which just makes me like, uh, it made me so, uh, it made me so sad. But
1: I just want you to know that, uh, for listeners who have already seen the show, it was interesting because I didn't even notice his sister Azula was also in that scene where like Iroh had shielded his eyes to kind of not look at Zuko being burned, but she was like, kind of smiling in this scene and I was like oh Mm. I didn't even notice that but yeah we'll get to that later I just wanted to point that out
0: I noticed that at all and I've seen pictures of her because people again keep sending me content (laughs) with characters that I don't know just a
1: crumb just a crumb
0: you can have it you would be so happy (laughs) just meanwhile cry. i keep getting this content that i can do nothing with yet as if i'm gonna just save it and wait for the day that i can laugh at it but basically he burned his own kid and that uh, Ooh, that hurts burn. and so iroh is explaining to the crew that this is why he's so hell-bent on getting the avatars because the quote was the avatar gives zuko hope And it gives him hope for being able to kind of go back to semi-normalcy, at least. And at the end of the episode, to wrap it up, Aang... Well, not Aang. uh, Zuko makes the decision to, instead of going after Aang, he decides to get shelter for the ship because... Or just to try and get the ship to some type of safety because... It's just too much. And so they let the Avatar go. And as Aang is pulling everyone out of the water, he's flying over the ship. And they make eye contact. And that was a great shot. I loved that so much. That was such a great parallel. And especially the future episode where they again meet up. Um, It just yeah it was great let's get let's let's
1: go ahead and get into
0: it oh all right the blue spirit episode 13 (sighs) i hope you know that blue spirit costume just scared the shit out of me that was the creepiest i and i also think that it's intentional too because i think that some of the animation for that character quote-unquote like they kind of made him just move a little bit faster and like kind of peek his head out and come back in and shrink like away really creepily because I was noticing yeah he's not moving at the same speed <laughs> as everyone else and I think that's why he's so eerie. But basically in the blue spirit Sokka is sick as fuck. Sokka is battling COVID-19 and it's because he was out in the elements and You're shaking your head as if you disagree. Anyways, Sokka has the Rona and he's fighting it off, and Katara is
1: starting they to get have it as a well. common cold. He- both of them have the common cold. <laughs> they were out yes. in the rain, they just got the common cold.
0: <laughs> You're right. Rona is nothing to joke about. I take it back. I apologize. But <laughs> they're both sick, and Aang is sent off to go find someone who can. Basically find a cure for them because I guess they can't just wait it out and get some hot soup. Like they need to get the fuck out of there. Some
1: hot soup. That's right. Some chicken noodle. Mmm. What else? <laughs>
0: <laughs> some tomato soup. That'd be nice. You know they didn't have none of that? I, you don't know that? Maybe they They did. didn't have none of that.
1: I think my favorite part of this whole episode is that like when Aang leaves to go get them uh, some type of remedy Katara's like Momo can you please help us help us please like get some type of like <laughs> get some water and he can't understand her at all and he keeps bringing back all these different things She he brought like, back a crown some, he brought back like water. bowls and stuff yeah he, you know they didn't even appreciate it mm. the drip I don't
0: know where he found all that shit he was stealing Momo was stealing but basically, he's on the way to get this remedy and he's snatched the fuck up. And oh, before we even get into that, I have a note that Katara doesn't cough into her elbow and that's nasty, but that's none of my business. <sighs>
1: <laughs> These are kids. They don't cover cough. You know, when you were a kid and your parents be like, cover cough. They didn't they didn't learn that. Well, I need
0: her to learn that because she's not (laughs) nine. She's like 14 or something. (laughs) As soon as I saw it, I was like, you are going ham on your hand. Like you are just coughing all of your hand. And what are you about to do? Touch something? Did you see Aang? Aang was like. (laughs) Duck, shield for cover, all of the things. But anyways, sorry for the detour. But he's on his way to get the remedy and he's kidnapped by the Fire Nation Yu Yan Archers. And they were just snatched up by Admirable Admirable that's not the word. Ad Admiral Admiral
1: Zhao. 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 Admiral Zhao. Admiral. Admiral Zhao. Zhao. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but so basically that means that Aang can't go get the remedy because, well, he did get the remedy, right? He was, he went there and she told him that he needed to get the frogs. Some he can't frozen give him the remedy. frogs
1: that they need to suck on.
0: And he was like, you crazy, ain't you? And she was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You know it. <laughs> she was great. I liked her a lot. Um, but as he's on the way to go get them frogs, And he does get the frogs, I believe, because don't they keep hopping around the rest of the episode? Yes.
1: Yeah, because she's like, if they thaw out, then they won't be any good. So you got to suck on them while they're cold.
0: (laughs) Yes, a delicious frog uh, popsicle. We love that. But basically, they tie him up. And I would just like to say that the archers are much more intimidating than those Diablo from Kim Possible masks that the other... Uh, Avatar version of Death Eaters be wearing But Yeah They're intense Those archers are fire They said that you can pin a fly to a tree 100 yards away without killing it Which is so oddly specific That I believe it And they tie him up And they're talking cash shit About how Oh doesn't it suck that all the other airbenders Are dead we won't kill you though and then Aang blows some breath on him. Like, and that was slick as hell. I loved that. And he blew some breath on him and like slammed him into a wall or whatever. And he was like, you could do all you want to, but you're not getting out. No one can get in. No one's gonna save you. And that's that on that. Meanwhile, this whole time. The blue spirit. The blue spirits. Who I, from the jump, I knew it had to be one of two people. I thought it was either Zuko because I was like, well, these are people that are capturing the Avatar, but it's not Zuko. So if they capture him, then Zuko is fucked. Or I had um old girl that kissed Sokka. What was her name? Suki. Suki. Zuki, or Suki? Suki. Suki. Oh, like a Gilmore Girls character. But... that is a character sorry (laughs) but I knew it had to be one of them too I don't know why but they were the two that I thought of and the whole time the blue spirit is breaking into the building a little bit like sneaking in all of the things and eventually he comes in and he takes out four fire nation niggas all by himself or themselves we don't know yet because he still has a mask on which creeps me out because i don't like masks or like mascots or clowns i don't like when i can't see your face and so, so was you
1: one of them kids that like you didn't go to Chuck E. cheese did you you didn't i didn't go near he the stage alone.
0: where they had them animatronics because i don't like oh
1: yeah I animatronic area, animals. you could do like little little stuff no, over there no yeah no. i know there was this one girl who E. Cheese came to our uh our school one time and she just I think we had to be about eight or nine and like she just was crying just to cry and I was like girl you too big to be crying like that But <laughs> she was she it was, was probably genuinely me. scared
0: <laughs> That was our first meeting was me crying at Chuck E. Cheese. That is now canon. But <sighs> yes, I feel like that's why I think that this character is much more scary than he probably is. But He's sneaking in, he takes out the guards, and Aang thinks that he's about to cut him open too, but he just breaks him out. And Aang goes, Are you here to rescue me? Like, no shit. He's talking just, all loud. Talking loud, la- screaming, yelling Are all you this here stuff. To me? I was like, <laughs> If you don't hush, Ugh. before you get and killed. Then, and then the blue spirit guy just like, Dabs in response or something like he does like a weird arm <laughs> motion and then keeps moving and Ang is like well I guess that means yes <laughs> like I don't I don't know what to do with that and so basically the rest of the episode is them breaking out and I loved all of the actions of them breaking out it looked so cool and it yeah it was just visually interesting to watch and as they're breaking out. They are cornered because they tried to, like, use stilts to get over the wall. And the whole time I was like, why don't they just burn the stilts? And then they do. And (laughs) they almost make it over the wall. They fall. And they're trapped and cornered by the Fire Nation folks or whatever. And basically, they corner them. And they were like, shoot the blue guy or whatever. But keep the avatar alive because we need him alive. And so obviously the blue guy pulls out his little dual swords or whatever, and looks like he's about to cut Aang. And he's like, I got this nigga hostage. You better let me go. And so admirable.
1: Admiral Zhao. Admiral Zhao. Admiral. <laughs> you know what, Corbett, take it away, Penny. Admiral, take it away, Penny. <laughs> take it away, Penny. Yeah, so um, Admiral Zhao lets them go because he's like, oh, well, I feel like the only way that we can, or this whole situation can happen, is with precision. So it's going to take precision to catch whoever this person is. um And, you know, to be honest, I didn't know that it would be Zuko because it was obvious that this person was not a firebender because they were just like a swordsman. So I was like, okay, well, I feel like if they were a bender, they would have been bending.
0: And they and used they water be- to put out somebody else's fire. I took note of that. He had like a... a like a, Not a bowl. Like a bucket. That's the word. He had a bucket of water and put out some fire. And I was like, that's some slick mm-hmm. ass shit.
1: Yeah. But eventually... um, somebody takes an arrow and they shoot Zuko in the head and his mask falls off and they find out that it, Aang finds out that it is indeed Zuko. Um, and he almost leaves him as he should have, but you know, then Aang has some type of empathy and rescues him and takes him in the woods somewhere and waits till he wakes up. And he's like, dang, like I had a friend that was of the Fire Nation and I feel like, you know, we could be friends. And of course, like, As soon as Zuko wakes up and hears Aang say this, he gets up to attack him and Aang, like, jumps away through the trees and (laughs) leaves Zuko, like, bewildered, just standing there. And uh, the scene ends with both of them just going back to their, like, ships and to the caves and, you know, Aang gives Katara and Sokka the frogs to suck on and Zuko goes to sleep um but yeah that's how the scene ends of course like Sokka and Katara like they're well now because they sucked on the frogs and now they're better but yeah I was just thinking like the whole time this whole fight scene like they were really good together like they Mm -hmm. were really good fighting together they had good chemistry they didn't say much to each other but like you can tell like uh, them on the battlefield like nobody could stop them and I was like hmm what does this say about the future do you feel like do you think that that Aang and Saka, not Saka, Suko could be friends uh do you think that they could fight together I don't know who knows we still got more to go <laughs> we still got you know two seasons to go
0: unfortunately that part was spoiled for me but <laughs> it was spoiled I feel like they do come together don't they well, I guess don't answer uh, that for folks
1: at home. I don't know. Well, I already I said have it. no idea. <laughs> Maybe but, they don't. Maybe uh, it's just like a, a dream or something.
0: You're right. It was only just a dream. Travel back down that road. I don't know why he put it just in the only just a dream, but whatever. That's my pet peeve to hold. Um, I also took note of the fact that Sokka was slurping that shit up like it was some damn chicken and waffles. <laughs> He said, "Mmm, this is delicious. <laughs> the flavor. The flavor. Immaculate. And like, so like that. Like, so like that. Look. He, you know he put that in the air fryer. He was, look. And then it automatically tasted awful when they were no longer sick. <laughs> which made me sad because they was enjoying it. I thought they might have found some new cuisine. But I guess not. And so... That takes us to episode 14 and the last episode for this episode of the podcast, which is the episode called The Fortune Teller. Ooh. And so... This episode... Because you know how I feel about this Aang and Katara pairing that I know is going to happen. I know it's coming. I've accepted it. I know. It did not make me... I did not feel any warm and fuzzies during this episode.
1: It is I rolled only my eyes. Season one. I am going to let you feel how you feel because there's so much more to go. I just want to know, like, still folks at team. home, like I was always team Ang and Katara. Really? At this yes. point absolutely i want
0: to know for folks at home that are watching this as they follow along with the podcast who are also probably in their 20s or 30s or what have you let me know if y'all also buy this because i i don't i don't know if it's just me or if i just yeah i don't want to see it but basically ang realizes after he makes katara this necklace which was cute He made her this necklace because she still doesn't have her mama's necklace, her dead mama. And he puts it on her. Well, she puts it on herself and he turns around and suddenly he is just sprung. Like fan cam, fan cam. They always do a fan cam to show you like, they're very heavy handed with (laughs) making sure that, you know, someone is like in love with somebody else. They hit it with that like rose colored (laughs) tints, Fan cam, they need to do like the tick tock bling effect with it, everything, and <sighs> whatever, I'll leave it at that. But they go to this village because they run into this guy in the woods who runs into this platypus bear. Is that what they said yes. it was? Mm-hmm. <sighs> Perry the platypus bear. And he is just agile as fuck. He, this bear is really coming for him. He's just, "Ah, ah, 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 ah," and just keeps on keeping out of the way. And they were like, sir, (laughs) are you sure you don't want to run, hide, play dead? Like you don't want to do anything else. He was like, nah, I'm chilling. Like, calm down. I got this. I got this. And it did kind of look like he had that, but, Basically,
1: they use Appa to scare the Appa big... comes up behind this thing and yells at him. The thing <laughs> it scares the bear so badly that he like lays an egg and runs away. <laughs> he, <laughs> shits he, he must have been really <laughs> scared. He literally shits an egg because <laughs>
0: Appa came up behind him. Oh, <laughs> uh, this might be the most giggly podcast we've had so far. We'll see how this turns out on the audio. But <laughs> there's just so many points in these episodes that are just so funny.
1: We didn't even talk about how... Um, oh, no. <laughs> what happened? And, uh the storm, I think that somebody makes another joke. I think it was Sokka made a joke and the cough, whoever does that cough thing... Oh, oh, no, it's in the next. Wait, actually, never mind. Oh, we're going to get to it. And that's it for this segment of jokes,
0: jokes, (laughs) jokes, 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 jokes. Who's next? Who's next? Uh, Maybe next time, kids. But oh, actually, no, there's a couple in this one that I liked. So maybe we'll come back for it. We'll reopen the segment. I just want to
1: say that it's so funny that it seems like the writers just littered. This show with gap tooth people that are from the Earth Kingdom. <laughs> and I say, hmm, what are they trying to say?
0: One of my Everyone friends told me that they can just tell that I'm someone from the Earth Kingdom. And now that you point out that, I'm wondering if it was a shady comment about all the people who are gap-toothed in the It Earth absolutely Kingdom. is. And now I kind of take offense to it, now that you say it. Uh, Me and Spongebob are in the Earth Kingdom, but basically, oh, and I didn't even note in the last episode because I noticed, I guess I must have to be in the Earth Kingdom because I can't be in the Fire Nation because they had a line in there When old boy was giving his like scar from the Lion King speech, he said, we are the sons and daughters of fire, the superior elements. Listeners at home, (laughs) me as a genderqueer person, I guess I cannot be in the fire nation. I'm heartbroken. I guess I can never be with Zuko. But if the Earth Kingdom is calling me and my fellow gap
1: people to it, why would that be a deciding factor?
0: Because I can't. But you can. They were like, we have a clear. people
1: that are gender binary outside of the, oh. Out of the kingdom.
0: Oh, because Katara and Ang, Ang is a. Well, I airbender. feel like he's different. He's kind of like a. He's like a free agent. No, nope. like in football. <laughs> It's because he doesn't thing. really have a kingdom. Who else is he going to marry in the earth in the air kingdom?
1: See, there's so many times if y'all at home, so this is going to be the episode of counting how many times Avery goes to timeout, and right now we are at five. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't so do I feel it. like he doesn't count,
0: he doesn't have a choice. <laughs> I just <laughs> I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry I take it back I, I don't you don't but <laughs> but anyways so I guess we can do some inter uh nation marriage there or whatever I don't know I don't know who Zuko ends up with anyways so maybe it could be me we don't know there's no spoilers maybe. here <laughs> <laughs> oh. Listeners at home, you don't know if I'm not in the show or not because
1: what would you even made it look like yet. in the show? <laughs> I would
0: probably they would probably make me look like that girl in the Earth <laughs> Kingdom <laughs>
1: <laughs> with the long stuff
0: in. Yeah, Ming. <laughs> Is it mang or Ming? Because she said it rhymed oh, with Ang, but I yeah, thought she mang. said Ming. My bad. Oh, okay, it's Ming. Well, anyways, Even I guess that's the segue e name. back into the episode. <laughs> <laughs> but they go to this town because the guy who was avoiding Perry the Platypus Bear said that he was told by Aunt Wu, who's the town fortune teller, that he wasn't gonna have any issues in the forest today. And they were like, "Oh, it'd be cute if we go get our like the fortunes cards, read." Right? Yeah, all of the things they go in and off off rip, Sokka's like, I don't believe this. This sounds really <laughs> sketchy. I don't I don't get it. And Katara Katara's because lying. she oh my god. Because she throws herself behind every new thing that they find in these episodes from episode one where she threw all of her weight behind Aang. It was ready to say, Fuck her family and her tribe. To go run away with this twelve-year-old, well, this hundred and twelve-year-old, but this twelve-year-old, and (laughs) was ready to peace out. And similar to that, she is hooked on this fortune teller, and
1: (sighs) I wonder what that is. Like to be honest, like I know I've seen the show a lot, but Mm -hmm. I'm still trying to figure out like why she keeps wanting to throw everything and risk it all for. I don't know. Like, I guess things that give her hope. I guess so. Maybe.
0: I was thinking maybe it's that she's searching for some type of like meaning to, you know how people kind of search for like the meaning to life. Like what's the point? Um, Mm -hmm. So I don't know if it's that, but I don't know if that really tracks with the other things that she goes with. But I guess maybe even in the one with the conflict, she just wants like some type of explanation To get behind maybe so maybe it's reassuring for her to have like an explanation of her future and maybe it's reassuring for her to like have an explanation for what that conflict was but it doesn't yeah it doesn't really track why she gets so like gung ho about literally every single thing that pops Mm -hmm. up. I'm sure there's a lot of guitar stands at home that are
1: very mad at me from this episode. No, like I didn't really start liking her until later on in the mm. like series. So I can definitely, I didn't like Aang either. Like I was oh, Team good. Appa. So it's not just me. Team Appa, team Appa yes. Like, listen, with Team Appa, you can't lose because he's loyal. He's always there. He fights, you know, to the death. He's a ride or die. He's very resourceful. Absolutely. He's cute. It's either him or Sokka, to be honest. And he looks
0: super comfortable when they were sick laying on him. The whole time I was like, wow, I would love to lay on Appa when I'm sick. That looks so, like, fluffy and warm and cool. My dogs don't stay, like, still long enough for me to lay on them like that. So I guess I'll just have to wish that I had my own Appa to do that. But they go in. Katara gets her fortune told. (laughs)
1: You have to read the bones.
0: Yeah. Cracks
1: in the bones.
0: Well, her, didn't she do like her hands? Because she asked about her love line or something like Mm, that. And mm -hmm. then Aang did the bones. And so Katara Mm -hmm. gets this fortune told about her love life and finds out that she's going to marry someone who's a powerful bender. And because Aang at this point is sprung, he listens in and he's super hype because he's like... (laughs) does she know who i am like it's me like give it up it's me i win (laughs) you lose all of it Mm -hmm. and
1: that's true (laughs) it's only him (laughs) absolutely
0: the chosen one in the avatar world and when Anne goes in there, because Saka didn't even go in there, because she looked at him straight up and said, you will have pain and suffering for the rest of your life. <laughs> and it will be your fault. Which was so mean. She didn't have to do my boy like that. But Aang comes in there, and she's like, we'll read the bones. <laughs> and he picks up a bone, and he puts it into the fire. And she was like, we'll just read the cracks. And as soon as there was that First deep crack and and went is that supposed to (laughs) it's a really deep cut right there I don't know what's happening and the fortune teller starts to freak out and was like I've never seen some shit like this before in my life like I do this for a living and I have no idea what this is and it basically explodes into a cloud of smoke and she goes into like full-on fortune teller mode and tells him basically what we already know that He's going to have to go into this huge battle of good versus evil and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, and I'm sure that audience members who also know Harry Potter are knowing exactly what thing I'm thinking about and which fortune teller in Harry Potter I'm thinking about comparing this to uh, as this is happening.
1: The hat. The The sorting hat?
0: That's not a fortune teller it just sorts you into your hogwarts
1: now. okay i thought they said some stuff He said some stuff about your future though
0: no he he's more about like potential so he was like you could be great like you have these traits inside of you but there's an actual character that's a fortune teller in harry potter who's bugging but basically and gets his version of the prophecy and he was like well i already know that can you tell me who I'm finna link up with, who's my baby boo, who's the bae, who's wifey, like, I just wanna know, (laughs) I wanna make sure, and she was like, that's what you're worried about, like, I just told you that you're gonna have to go into this huge battle, and you're worried about your love life, and he was like, yeah, and so she makes some stuff up on the spot and tells him that if you stay true to yourself, you'll find your true love, or something like that, that she was clearly bullshitting on. How did you feel about
1: this section? <laughs> I, um, I think that Aang is 12. I think <laughs> yes. that Katara is 14 and Sokka is either 14 or 15. And I think that they're all children. So... Yes. This is on branch. <laughs> how I feel at my age of being 21 about this whole situation and them like wanting, like if I was 12 years old and somebody was like, Oh, you're about to do this whole battle thing. And you know, you're about to be solving all this different stuff. I'll be like, okay, well, can you tell me like how many kids I'm going to have? What's their names going to be? Like who, who am I going to like marry? How long am I going to, how long am I going to be married? Like all these different things, like I would just be like, okay, we can just play a game of M.A.S.H. and call it a day. But, or, like, you could just. <laughs> the little just uh, do a,
0: cootie catchers.
1: Yeah. That like of? That's yeah. More, much more fun to me than hearing what you got to say. And when I was 12 years old, we played games like that, and they were amazing. Mm. And that is how I feel.
0: This made me think of the, I don't know if you used this when you were, um. In middle school or anything like that But there was that website called the love calculator Where you could put your name In there and your crush's name And you could see how Compatible y'all were based on your name And yes yes, I did that More than I care to admit At this age and so That part I did kind of relate to I don't know if I would have been thinking like oh I'm gonna marry them But to be honest I am very dramatic like that so maybe I was Thinking of it like that but yeah, I was like, Aang is very excited to go ahead and get married, but whatever. But at the same time, Aang already has, you know, someone who's pining over him. We talked about her a little bit. Her that name weird is little girl. Meng, who admits that she's stalking him the entire episode and is just popping out from every corner of the shot <laughs> and making sure that she catches every word of the episode. And Just because um, he's got big ears. Yep, because the fortune teller told her that she'll marry someone with big ears, which is oddly specific. And I screamed when she was basically talking to him about how she has this crush and all of this stuff, and he just says, good luck with that, because he doesn't realize that she's talking about him the whole time. And that's me as fuck. Whenever someone is, like, expressing to me that they think I'm cute or something like that. I'm always like, hmm, mm-hmm, yep. <laughs> That's nice, thank you. This is um, very true. Yeah. I'm very much Aang in these situations, and it's not, you know, it's not my best quality. <laughs> when I was watching it, I was like, oh, that is kind of frustrating. That would suck if that happens. But, uh, basically, Qatar gets hooked on this fortune teller, and... You know, it doesn't do to dwell on dreams and forget to live, Katara. Another lesson from Harry Potter. Clearly, she did not read the books. But she basically is just so obsessed with knowing every detail of her future down to what she needs to eat in the morning, etc., etc. And this whole time, Sokka is trying to figure out how to prove that this lady is a scammer and that she is (laughs) literally Joanne the Scammer.
1: (laughs) Because the whole town literally rallies behind this Mm -hmm. one woman for everything and i'm like there's no way that this one woman has all this power to where like if she says something like it's law like immediately but we go to the scene where like um she's going to do like a cloud reading and see if the volcano's going to erupt and destroy the town and apparently they like do this every year to see if the town's going to be destroyed or not which is a super exciting <laughs> holiday to have I guess let's see if we all die
0: everyone right I guess I don't know I wonder if it's kind of like New Year's Eve parties if they all turn up after they find out that they're not about to die by
1: volcano (laughs) listen they're listening to 212 by Azalea Banks as they're doing this guy reading
0: exactly and I this is just another instance of Sokka Having the right idea and people just sleeping on him, especially Katara. I'm tired of Katara not believing my boy. She's, she's so gull- gullible. She really is. I wonder if that's just what it is. If she's just gullible, and that's what it is. But I don't know. I guess so. Did you
1: have a um a Nintendo uh, DS growing up? I did. Okay. There's this like one app to where people used to draw stuff Mm -hmm. and you can like look at the little, the little drawings. Like, did you have that feature on your DS? Yeah. Okay. There's like one, one where like this person was like, oh, it says gullible on the ceiling and he like looks up and then he looks back down and do like steals his lungs. And he's like, oh, you stole my lungs. His lungs? We're not going to get into it. So with this episode, um, (laughs) you know, you you can get get into it like she's read the clouds and um, talking about we're not going to get into it. Like in that Indiana
0: Jones movie where he reaches in and grabs the heart and rips it out. Is it like that? We're going to keep we're going to keep on going. Oh, God, man. (laughs) I'm going to find
1: it. I'm sorry. You will send it to me, I guess, after the show. I'm going to send it to you now, <laughs> but you're going to keep going and talking about what happened okay. next though. I'll try and keep us on track.
0: <laughs> and so Sokka's got kind of the right idea and is trying to prove found it. that something is going <laughs> wrong. I'm going to ignore you. And he's just convinced, but he can't seem to convince anybody that she's scamming them. So the guy, one of the examples is the guy wearing the red shoes every day because she says that he will meet the love of his life when he's wearing red shoes. And he was like, well, obviously you will. If you're wearing red shoes every day, like what is your fucking problem? And. Eng, while this is happening, sees a couple make kind of a public gesture to each other. Someone gives them a Panda Lily. Was that right? Mm-hmm. Um, And he was like, let me get one of those because apparently that works. Because when I tried to tell Katara that I liked her, she wasn't hearing it because she was so obsessed with this fortune teller. So maybe I need to up my game a little bit and go get this panda lily. And apparently you can only get them on top of the mountain. Coincidence. And Sokka goes with him and they realize that the volcano is definitely erupting. And <laughs> they were like, oh shoot, that's a problem. And so they go down and they try and tell everyone no one's believing them, but they know that they'll believe the fortune teller. So they come up with this plan after they finally convince Katara, who's hard headed, but she finally listens to them. And Aang and Katara ride Appa up into the sky. And I was wondering how they didn't just see them do this, but whatever. And they basically air bend and water bend the clouds to match the like doomsday <laughs> abort mission cloud formation based on the book that they stole from the fortune teller that Mang gave them.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: she comes out and she's like, Oh shit. Yeah. It's exploding. And Ang tries to push it back with some air bending and all of these things even as they're trying to evacuate and Sokka's looking at him and he's like wow that's one powerful bender coincidence and Katara hears this and automatically kind of thinks about her fortune a little bit and maybe comes to that realization when I when I
1: had heard that when I had heard that Katara was like oh I guess he is and uh, you uh, know, the whole time I was like thinking about that black guy that's in that meme, and he's like, You know what I'm talking about, the, I know what you're talking about. This works great for a non visual podcast. Okay, so there's a movie that has well, a scene where like there's guys should... like surprised, <laughs> and he like turned, like the camera's like panning around him as he like he his arms are folded and he like looks surprised I I, y'all know what I'm talking about yeah but we'll we'll tweet out the gif
0: with this uh with this episode
1: (laughs) but I think my favorite part of the this episode is when um Mang is like saying goodbye to Aang and they fly off and the Katara is saying goodbye to her and then she's like oh bye then she calls her a floozy and I was like (laughs) (laughs) how old is this is this girl who taught her that. It's, it's kind of mean. That was such a harsh way
0: to end the episode too. Like that's yeah. the last shot is her looking pissed and saying floozy after complimenting her in front of Ang, And that is the end of that episode. And that is the end of this episode of the podcast.
1: How are you feeling? I feel like as we get deeper and deeper into the show, like it's going to be much more, um, difficult for me to like watch it through and like not skip through stuff and mm-hmm. when I'm taking notes just because there's so much that you got to catch um in order to make sense of all of it. So we're definitely like getting somewhere. Ang is getting better with with his water bending, which is really good. And I'm supposing that, you know, in the next few episodes like they're definitely getting closer to uh the northern water tribe, so I'm really interested to see like what all of this is going to like what all the buildup is going to be for him finally getting there mastering water Katara maybe mastering water, um, and yeah like I I think that this is, these episodes have been fun, um,
0: jam packed. Ga-
1: <laughs> yeah, I gave some good insight about um Zuko as well, and some of the inner battles that he has with, you know, just love and respect and loving himself and trying to find like what that honor and respect looks like for him. And, you know, those different things and, and getting more into like, Aang's character and understanding his backstory. So it's all good. And I'm interested to to hear what other folks think and what you think about these these next episodes for sure
0: yeah I definitely noticed a shift in these episodes in the amount of notes that I struggled to take Um and I'm excited that in the future we probably won't be doing four episodes in a podcast as much just because it's so much to get into and I'm not even looking at the time yet for this one for this episode but I feel like we're pretty deep into it. And so what's the time to look up on your side? On your voice memo?
1: Uh hour and thirty-six minutes. Oh damn. <laughs> that's not bad. The last one was an hour and like twenty. Our goal, I think, originally when we started this
0: podcast was an hour. Um, it's not. So that's be what an hour. I tend to aim is. for. <laughs> it hasn't been an hour yet. Um I might split this one into two or something um but like release them on the same day but we'll see how that goes maybe you'll find out listener at home you probably already know if i chose to do that or not (laughs) but that is it for this episode of the podcast corbin where can the folks
1: find you they need to know oh my bad you can find me um on twitter at corbin underscore forever also on tiktok that i don't really use that often uh Corbin underscore forever. Instagram is Corbin with six Ns after the N of my name. So it's Corbin N N N N N N N. I hope that's six Ns. I didn't count, but there's six Ns from my nice. Instagram ad. <laughs> And you can
0: find me on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at Black Baby Gap, no A in the black. You can also find this podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Last Black Avatar on both, where we will have links to episodes, GIFs, jokes, things like that, things that we've referenced in the episode so far, yada, 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 and... That is all that we have for y'all. So I guess. Do you have any closing thoughts? Send us
1: emails. Send us emails.
0: Send us emails with your questions, comments, not concerns. Um, And we will try and either get back to you or we'll do it on the show and answer them. Or maybe do like a bonus episode if we get enough questions that it just wouldn't make sense to do it in an episode. But that is it for us. So I guess stay black and uh, keep fighting off those werewolf roach things in the canyon.
1: The canyon crawlers. The Admiral roaches. Zhao. <laughs> Admiral Zhao. <Jill. laughs> Stay black and
0: admirable. Admiral. Ad, Admiral. <laughs> Admiral <laughs> Zhao. There we go. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs>